the euro has lost ground against the United States dollar for the first time in 20 years. We need to look at the impact of this. Joining me now is Executive Director of the New Zealand Initiative, Oliver Hartwich. Hello. Hello. How are you? So is this what happens when you have a war on your continent? Oh, not just a war. I think actually it's a result of the European Central Bank not being able to increase interest rates just as much as the Federal Reserve in America is doing. The problem is, of course, the ECB can't do that because there are many European countries heavily indebted, countries like Italy. And so even though the Europeans have pretty much the same inflation levels as the Americans, they are unable to move. So there is a massive gap between European and American interest rates. And that's what's driving the euro weakness. Yes, of course. Well, the American dollar is becoming more and more a safe haven at the very time that America is facing the same economic problems that everybody else has. So, in fact, Americans won't like this very much. It's it's not going to be good for their exporters. It's not going to be good for their exporters. And again, it might make um, American holidays a bit cheaper. I mean, Americans going on holidays, rather. No, you're right. Um, the Americans have exactly the same problem as the Europeans. They have inflation now running at 9.1% in America. So really, there's not much between Europe and America when it comes to inflation. But there is a massive difference between America and Europe when it comes to how their central banks are responding to that inflation. In America, they're putting up interest rates. They're making monetary policy a lot tighter. In Europe, they're simply unable to do that. Mm. And that's why the euro is going down. So this has always been a structural weakness with with Europe uh, all along, really, while it is common, while they have a central bank at the same time, there's still 27 nations doing their own thing. Yes, it is a massive problem because European countries are always too different, really, to be united under one currency. And you can see that problem now, of course. Especially when you look at Italy, Italy at 155% debt to GDP, so basically the country is pretty bankrupt already. Greece is a different story altogether. There the debt rate is even higher. And because of these countries, the ECB is not able to increase interest rates as much as it would Mm. like to to fight inflation, because that would tip these countries like Italy, like Greece, over the edge. And with this development, is that just another step in a spiral that then creates another step which continually leads downwards? Yes, because the problem is, of course, if you let inflation run its course, if you accept that inflation is now at 8 9%, it will soon be at 11 or 12%, because people get used to that. So you build up inflation expectations and you create a much bigger problem for yourself in the future, and I think that's where Europe's heading. Yeah, okay. And what's the World Bank going to say about this sort of thing? Because uh, we need to have a, a united front. We're all facing the same problem. We're all facing the same supply-driven inflationary pressures because of COVID, the, the war, etc. Uh, how can we actually fight this in a united way? Well, I think there's actually not, not that much to do with supply. Supply is just a trigger. The problem is actually that all of these central banks have created way too much money in the few, in the past. So they have flooded markets with liquidity, first in the GFC, then in the 10 uh, 10 years afterwards, and of course with COVID. Um, And that is really hard to wind back that monetary stimulus. So actually, if you really want to fight inflation, you have to fight the source, and that is to withdraw monetary stimulus, to shrink back the monetary base. That is incredibly painful. That will mean recessions in many countries. And some countries are willing to go for that pain, like the Americans, and some others, like the Europeans, are much more hesitant. And with all this going on as well, Oliver, we've got uh, an interesting situation for Germany because Russia's turned off the energy, the energy crisis as well. And, and Germany's in territory it's never really been in in modern times. 
Yes, and it's an extremely dangerous situation. So for the last few weeks, Russia had already reduced its gas supplies to Germany to just 40% of the normal value. Now the gas pipeline Nord Stream 1 has gone into scheduled maintenance for 10 days. So there's no gas, not a single molecule anymore reaching Germany from Russia. The gas pipeline is supposed to come back on stream next week, but nobody knows whether that's actually going to happen. It might just be that Putin uses this opportunity to just switch off the gas supplies for Germany, in which case they're looking for a very cold winter because they would not be able to heat their homes beyond Christmas. They would probably have to scale back industrial production. The country would look at a very severe recession and probably some social unrest. So the situation for Germany couldn't be more critical at the moment. Oliver Hartwich, thank you so much for that message. It is now 18 minutes to, to 7.